Welcome to Humanly, the podcast searching for the truth about health and wellness. Here's your host, Daniel Reuters. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Humanly. My name is Daniel Reuters, and today I'm joined by Dr. Gaetan Chevalier. Welcome, Dr. Chevalier. I'm so pleased to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Really pleased to be here. Um, Dr. Chevalier, you're the director of the Earthing Institute, which is an organization which is dedicated to research and um, providing education for people around earthing, which is a topic that I'm really interested in because I've been looking into this for a couple of years now, and I've sort of decided to take the plunge and, and contact some experts in the field to learn more. Um, so I'm really interested to learn about, first and foremost, how you got into the field of earthing and um, what research you've done uh, into that topic. Well, it goes back to about 2003. Um, I was director of research in a private school in uh, Encinitas, which is a small beach town in Southern California, in San Diego County. And um, so one day, Clint showed up, Tendo Bear showed up, and started talking about a recent research he has done with a nurse uh, where they grounded people with pain and difficulty sleeping. So they had just questionnaires. There were no, um, you know, there were no like biomarkers like blood draw or things like that. It was just, getting their inputs from uh, using different questionnaires. And uh, so he was reporting all these uh, amazing results, a better sleep, pain almost gone, uh, all kind of, of, of things. And I, I said, wow, this seems really good. But I said, just by touching the earth, you get so many benefits. I'm kind of skeptical. You know, my background is engineering physics. Right. I used to work I have a PhD in engineering physics uh, with a specialization in, uh, in uh, atomic physics, nuclear fusion, and laser spectroscopy, well, right. whatever. And I went into the field of nuclear fusion and uh, in my own town, Montreal, and that, that eventually led me to uh, work in the, at UCLA as a specialist in analyzing light, it's called a spectroscopist in the in the uh, department that was called uh, Main Mechanical Nuclear and in, in, uh, Aerospace Engineering at UCLA, which doesn't exist anymore. I don't know what oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> so, and then after that, into the Electrical Engineering Department. But eventually, in 93, a transition, because I always had interest into like, spirituality, yoga, and that kind of stuff. And I had the opportunity in, two, in 1992, actually, to meet a Japanese scientist, Dr. Roshi Motoyama, from Japan, which, um, and, uh, and in Santa Monica. At that time, I was living in, in Los Angeles. And he was talking about this new institute that he was doing in his research on the Meridian system and even the chakras, and he had, you know, shielded room, a Faraday cage, dark room, and all that stuff. And I thought that was interesting. So I just went there to say, maybe I can help, you know, part-time. So I decided to uh, talk to him. 
I had difficulty actually understanding his presentation because it was Japanese mixed up with German and English <laughs> because he studied in, in Germany. Gosh. And so on top of being Japanese and, and studying also in, um, in the U.S. with uh, J.B. Rind, one of the biggest you know, researcher in the, dom- in, the, in the field of parapsychology. So anyway, an interesting fellow. <clears throat> so I said, <clears throat> okay. Um, so I went to him and I said, I would like to help in some ways. And he said, fantastic. I'm just starting a new school in Encinitas. And we need someone who is able to teach uh, about the basic, you know, electricity and magnetism principles to my students who will be interested in the new discoveries I made. He had made a machine to measure the energy in the meridian system and all this stuff. So I studied all that and I said, okay, so I started te- teaching. So driving from Los Angeles to Encinitas, which is a two hour drive, to teach uh, at the school privately for about a year. And then in, uh, in 1993, in the summer of 1993, he offered me a full-time position which was like, okay. At the time in 93, it was not that open, you know, to study about meridians and chakras. It was okay in Japan, but here in the US, it was like, you know, still considered woo-woo science, but I knew it was my calling. So I decided to go take the plunge in. And that was in 1993. So I started teaching the fall of 1993. So I've done research for about 10 years before actually meeting Clint Olbert. And so as you can see with my background, um, I was like mainstream, but with an open mind, you know, say, okay, I'm interested in this stuff and let's see if there's something. And that's what happened there. I see, I said, okay, well, you know, this is interesting. I thought that if this was real, it would have been discovered a hundred years ago. Because it's so simple. Yes. Actually, it was. I didn't know All that. Right. It was. In Germany, in the late 19th century, there was a doctor, Dr. Adolf Just, who found that his patients were telling him, I feel so much better if I sleep on the ground. Hmm. And he started all of looking that, and it started actually the spa movement. So oh. he started, you know, having, yeah people in natural bathtub you know and things like that and they got better there's a doctor then in uh in the u.s took the same approach and at the time they were doing that for medical reasons right but later with the advent of you know uh, medication you know aspirin and all of these early medication this aspect of uh, medicine took over and basically the earthing at the time was related uh, forgotten and thought about well it's nice relaxing in a spa and stuff like that so it it changed Mm -hmm. i didn't know any of it when clint came i said this is a little far-fetched i mean they should have and it's on the website you know on the earthing institute website information about dr adult just so we've researched all of this, you know, it's all documented in any case. So I said, it would have, it would have stayed like that. I would say, well, that's an interesting idea, but uh, kind of skeptical because, you know, of the simplicity of it, which we still have this problem. What? 
I just touched the ground and bang, I'm like, Hercules? Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, uh, it would have stayed like that if it was not for one of his associates to actually come to me and said, we want to fund a research project. Would you do that? I said, sure. <laughs> Funded by you. And we'll we'll design, make a design. Let's see if it works for you. So we made a design with uh, several different machines, biofeedback systems. We were measuring heart rate, heart rate variability. No, not, not heart rate variability. Yes. Muscle tension, a brainwave function. And we use also the AMI machine that purchased for meridian identification, the machine of Dr. Mutuyama that he invented in Japan. And he had some research to back it up. So that was pretty interesting. And uh, we got excellent results. I, I we even made uh, a discovery that we didn't know at the time. We found that the muscles, so we're using the trapezius muscles, you know, to monitor stress. People wear a lot of stress in that muscle. So it's a very good muscle. So very, very well-known muscle for that. And we found that a lot of people had stress there, but some people are low tonnage there also. I don't know they were tired or something. And what we found is when we ground them, there was a pulsating movement, you know, that was happening every 20 seconds about. It was like contracting, relaxing, contracting. I tried to search everywhere. Where is that happening? And what I found is that it's the way the autonomic nervous system, for example, control the heart rhythm and the digestive function by, you know, slightly sensing them by, you know, by having this small contraction relaxation. It's amazing because nobody's seen that. So I think what happened is that we reconnected the muscular system with the autonomic nervous system by grounding. And we have some other evidence because skin conductance, which is also a measure of stress, was going, when we ground the people within one second, it goes down wow. and people, it's not like they feel it, uh, you know, psychologically, it's physiological. Right. It's like a physiological, ah, okay, we're now in the normal state. Mm. And, uh, and so <clears throat> that was pretty fascinating to find out that something that I had no idea. And that was, you know, like got me really intrigued on that. So we did another project. Another problem I had with the system that we had is that we ground people. The people are in contact with deer. So is our equipment. Right. So I was aware during my PhD, because we had to take care of that, I had like a little like a million dollar laser and all that stuff and lamps and things. And we had problems and ground loops are real. They were problems. So I was thinking maybe all of this is due to a ground loop, although it doesn't seem really, you know, possible, especially for the muscle contraction and stuff. So we decided to redo another research project, this time with more sophisticated equipment that were, um, sending the information by fibers, um, you know, cable, you know, not, not uh, fiber optics, you know, there was no physical connection other than glass, you know, like a fiber optic. Mm -hmm. We found again, excellent results. 
Not only that, but this time some of my friends participated and I knew that they had some problems with, uh, with actually arthritis of the hands, both of them. Okay. And, and they felt great improvement. In fact, it's in the Earthing book, actually. You know, this is mentioned in the Earthing book. Okay, right. I didn't know that so, book was, I didn't know that there was a book on, on earthing. That's fantastic. I'll have to read Yes, it. yes, 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 yes. I mean, lots of questions that I, you asked me today are actually in the book, but not this, the, not the part that I just explained to you. Uh, so uh, I became convinced then, you know, it's like, wow, this is, this is for real. I mean, one of my friends said, I take, you know, all kind of uh, uh, anti-pain, you know, medication and still i have you know pain like what's your normal level of pain on a scale from zero to ten he said it's normally eight he said how can you function at eight he said i'm used to it but when we grounded him for about 45 minutes and we asked him again he said wow this is i'm unusual my pain is down to two or three hmm. so i i was like wow this is this is amazing you know Plus the results that we get. And all of these results are published, actually. Uh, one paper was published in 2006, which is the one with the electrophysiology. And the one with the AMI was published in 2007. And then the other study I'm talking about was published in 2010, or 9 of 10. So they're all on the research section of the Earthing Institute website, right. which is earthinginstitute.com. Net. So you go there, you click in the research section, you will see there's about 30, peer, most of them peer-reviewed uh, papers. On Only half of them were made by us. So by the, by the way, there's some criticism that, oh, Chevalier and Ashman and a couple of people did all the papers. That's not true. Right. We've done a bunch of them, especially at the beginning. Mm. But... Lots of independent people now are taking interest in this. And we have publication from Turkey, from other places in Europe. Even there was a university in, in Australia that did uh, research. Anyway, Turkey also is a researcher in Turkey. Already. So there's a lot of research going on, very good research. And we're planning more. We're planning now a multi-center research project, a big one. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, hopefully we're we're submitting it to the National Institute of Health here in, in the United States. Okay. Uh, we have interest and support, and so we're planning the biggest project. So, because one of the things that people say is that, oh, this is all small project, less than hundred people, and blah blah blah. But uh, still, I mean, coming from different researcher over the world, I think it's you, you have to start somewhere. Yes, that's so right. we started. We started with what we can afford, you know, small projects. See if it works, and it's the normal research thing. You never talk, you know. You have a new medication, you know, something. You're gonna go and spend ten millions on it just to mm. see if it works. No, you don't. You start with a few people. Say, oh, this is promising, and then you can increase, and then you say, "I'm not gonna waste my money." That's what all researcher and company do. So, but the people don't know about this. So we are at this stage now where we have enough traction that we can do actually a real big project multi-center and we have all the people interested in. 
So I'm really excited about this new development. By the way, another, uh, yes, you're right about the, uh, the Institute being a repository of all information that we can find about earthing, educating the public about earthing, and uh, in, 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 uh, also what we do is uh, we promote people who would like to do research on it. So if people are interested in doing research on earthing, they can contact me, we'll work with them and uh, we'll help with the design. And we have a statistician uh, retired from the FDA working with us. Oh, wow. He was actually, he was a reviewer of medical devices and he was, a, he was leading a team of statisticians. So we have really, really now um, a good group of people able to help researchers to design research project of high quality if they okay. if they contact us. That's brilliant. And I, I guess for uh, people who've never heard of grounding before, what is it? Because people might hear the word grounding and they may not yeah. even know what it is. Right, right, right. Grounding, earthing, and all these words. It's very simple. It's putting the body in direct contact with the earth, the surface of the earth. Like, for example, walking barefoot you know, on grass is one of the best ways, right. especially on wet grass. And that's see, something... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But, but you see, our feet actually are uh, totally designed for grounding because there's more nerve termination by square inch uh, or square centimeter uh, under the feet than anywhere in the body. Why is that? Why so many nerve endings there? So we think that it's nature way of trying, you know, to capture the electrons from the earth as best as possible. So, okay. And what's actually happening when you make contact with the earth, with your bare skin, what's, what's going on there physiologically? Yeah. Maybe I should take a, a bit of uh, going a little uh, back here to give some, uh, some, uh, you know, some background to uh, what, why, <clears throat> why it is good or is important to be grounded. If you, uh, if you look at the planet, okay, itself, <clears throat> and this has been researched in the beginning of the 20th century, lots of research, the Carnegie uh, expedition all over the planet. And so what they found is that there is uh, an electric field all over the planet. And they found that this is due to the fact that the surface of the earth is charged negatively. And the, there's a region of the atmosphere called the ionosphere. And it's called the ionosphere because there are ions, which are charged particles, charged molecules, about 100 kilometers, 60 miles up. And and this creates, you know, like the two poles of a battery. So the earth is like a battery. And this battery, we are inside. We are actually evolving and all nature has been evolving in contact with the negative pole of the battery. So, and this has been like that for millions and hundreds of millions of years, probably a billion year at least. 
So what happened is that life evolved mechanisms to take advantage of that. Like for example, we have an immune system. One of the things of the immune system is to protect us against you know, bacteria, fungus, all of this stuff that could invade our body. And they scout, you know, they are in the bloodstream, they scout all over to see if something is wrong and they will attack any invader. So, uh, but how does it work? If you look electrically, so it's an electrical system. What happens is that those, those uh, white blood cells, they go and attack, you know, like a bacteria, for example. What do they do to it? They, they, they spill acid, strong acid on it to dissolve, you know, the, the membrane. And sometimes they can engulf them to digest them completely with strong acids. Now, electrically, an acid is a liquid that is missing negative charge. It's like a liquid that has a lot of positive charge that are not a molecules that are charged positively and that they are looking for electrons to neutralize themselves. Very reactive. I mean, you pour an acid on the table and do you know the hole is created. <laughs> we have that in our bodies. That's, that's what this, you know, why did, you know, nature develop this system? It's because they were saying, okay, we're going to kill those bad guys, you know, and digest them and stuff, dispose of them. And what happened to these positive charges? No worries. We have plenty of electrons to cancel them, you know? So we just suck electrons from the earth and we just, you know, rebalance our electric, electrical activity inside our body. And, and there's, and when, People live like this, and animals live in the wild. They have no inflammation. I read many places that inflammation is a necessary process for healing and stuff like that. And there's, but what we found is that practically, people who have who are grounded all the time, every day, don't have inflammation at all. And I'm one of them. I had a problem with the tooth, and uh, and uh, my dentist said, well, this tooth is empty because I had a bridge here and, right. you know, and it fell. And, and the dentist said, your tooth is totally empty. Normally, it would have had lots of inflammation and pain. Things like, did you felt anything? I said, no, never. I don't know why it happens even. So he was just baffled <laughs> that there was no, no inflammation at all. Wow. I don't know. And we've seen so many, you know, we have a section on the Earthing Institute, which is testimonials. We have so many testimonials of all kinds of things, people with inflammation, arthritis responds fantastically. You know, Earthing, it's fantastic for any type of arthritis. So if any of your, you know, people who listen to this have arthritis of any type, it's, it's the highly highly recommend that they try everything it's it's amazing and it's not invasive it's not a drug it's not a surgery no, it's, it's it's really simple and put, easy to put your feet to on the ground you know yeah. or if you can't do that you can also use equipment that Kent has developed Kent over to ground inside for me i sleep grounded all the time so and like now I'm I'm in front of my computer. I have my bare feet on the mat, and I use a mat as a, a mouse pad so that I'm always grounded when I work. And I found that I can work 
longer time, more efficiently, it helps. It helps quite a bit. Uh, so, so I, and, sorry, yes, I just wanted ahead. to say, what what was the map that you're using? I have seen. I think it was um, it, kiss the ground, called, and they spoke about that. that yeah, map. it's called a universal map. Yeah. If you go to earthing.com and look at the universal map, it's a map about two and a half feet by one long by one foot wide. I don't know if you work in feet or in centimeters. Centimeters, yeah. Centimeters. So I would say like 90 centimeter by 30 centimeters, something yeah. like that. And uh, it's very um, versatile. You can use it uh, for your feet. You can use it as a grounding mat. It's, it's a rubber-like surface, very uh, sturdy. Some people sleep with it, you know, you put that at their feet at the bottom, you know, of the, of the bed. You can do all kind of some, so I have a friend who had back pain for 30 years. Right. And he was sleeping grounded. That was not enough for him. So just a little better, but he take one of those mats and wrap himself, you know, his back in it and slept like that. And he said in the morning, it was miraculous. I had no back pain, which hasn't happened in 30 years. He was wow. like, wow. I mean, sometimes the stories we hear, you know, seems too good to be true. But I tell you, um, there's many of them. And you can go into the uh, testimonial section and you will see, you know, that I was, I'm, blown, uh, I'm blown away by that. So, One time I heard, yes. I was just going to ask you, how long out of 24 hour, a 24 hour day, would you say that you're actually grounded for? Okay. Well, first of all, let's go back to the minimum grounding for healthy person. What we found to have physiological effects is about between 20 and 30 minutes. So we recommend 30 minutes for healthy people. Okay. Who don't have any complaint or anything, but the more diseased you are, the more earthing you need. For example, we found to make real progress, people with multiple sclerosis, for example, MS, need to be grounded about 16 hours a day. Okay. To make real progress. Grounding a little bit. It's some diseases are, you know, are more um, so the more basically damaged to your body, the more time it takes to rebuild it. So you have also to understand that earthing is not like a miracle cure of everything, you know? Let's say that you're lacking vitamin C, you know, so there are specific, specific symptoms that you're going to get. And earthing will not take them away because it's not earthing the problem. It's not lack of electron, it's lack of vitamin C. Vitamin C is a molecule that does something specific. That's why it's so important to take, you know, make sure you get all the vitamins and the minerals that you, you need. So earthing is one modality that is as essential as having vitamins and minerals. That's why sometimes we call earthing vitamin G, vitamin ground. Oh, vitamin I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's, it's a, an essential thing, like you need, you know, to sleep, you need to eat, you need to have a good food, good food, and you need to exercise and you need to exercise barefoot outside. <laughs> because we would be doing that if we lived in a, in a natural world, because we sort of, we live so far removed from nature now, we would be grounded 24 hours a day. Yeah, that's our normal state. Now I have a warning for some people who have a lot of inflammation in their body. 
and a lot of toxicity. Lots of people have a lot of toxicity and that's why they're they're sick. And sometimes they're not so sick, but when they ground themselves, they start grounding, they have symptoms. Oh, I'm feeling more tired. I'm feeling like, you know, different things. Some things are coming up like a rash on my skin, things like that. It's because the body is trying to detox itself. I know that some people said, oh, that's not lit. It's because there's electricity on, on the power, you know, and things like that. Just make sure that when you're grounding home, in your home, that you are certain that the grounding system of your home is working properly. Very, very critical. Once you, because if you don't do that, you'll, you'll have people trying to tell you that there's dirty electricity and there's this and there's that and then you need this this plug-in and you need this filter and all of that stuff if your grounding system in your home works well you don't need any of it but you have to make sure because yes if you have like some very often especially in old houses they take the neutral you know which is the return so you see you have a live wire coming in from the utilities, it comes into your home and it gives the energy to all and powers all your electrical device in your home. And then it has to return back to the utilities. So that return wire is called neutral, the neutral wire. And then in the 60s and 70s, especially I think in the 60s, mid 60s, at least here in the US, they added another, so the, so basically before that, you had only these two wires coming in. That's why you had two prong, you know, mm. because one wire, the power was coming in to your appliance and then it's come out mm. and that's all you need. But then they found out that sometimes people get electrocuted. Let's say you have a toaster, for example, that is a metallic case and you have a wire inside, a live wire that touched the case, okay? And you were washing, you know, some dishes in the kitchen and you had the wet hands and you're still touching the water and you touch the toaster, mm. you're toast, you're dead. It, it's going to be... <laughs> literally, literally toast. Literally, it's going to electrocute you. Yeah. So that was happening too much. So that, that's why they added a third, you know, wire, mm-hmm. which is a ground. It's simply a ground that goes all to your outlets and that ground goes right into the earth the uh, they have uh, the foundations of new buildings newer building since the 80s they have like a rod that or several rods that go right into the earth so that you get grounded mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. electricians would connect the ground and the neutral and that could be a problem because now you have electricity on your groundwater. So you have to make sure that, you know, that there's no electricity on the groundwater. Okay. And so uh, there's some gadget that you can have. You plug in and say you have a good ground, but still you need to check if you're not sure. There still could be electricity even if you get a good ground because the good ground is also connected to the neutral. So my advice is, uh, you know, if you're not sure you have a good ground, get an electrician to check it 
or use a grounding rod. It's just like a rod that is about two feet or like about 60 centimeters long. You plant into the earth close by and then you have a wire that goes in and you wire this way. Some people will, who have their own house will drill a hole, put it through, or you can have an electrician do that for you and do a, a, a dedicated grounding you know, uh, outlet. Now this sounds uh, complicated, but modern homes, most of them don't have any problem. But you know, my for myself, I sleep grounded and I use a grounding system, but I know how to check it. Some people don't, but that's why the electrician. But I just have this warning that if you're not doing this, there will be some people who are trying, will take, if you have a problem, and you see, they will take advantage and saying, oh, well, you need this, you need that. You need to cut the power in your house. You need to do all kinds of things, you see. And I'm not saying that it's not good for, especially for people, because there are some people who are electro-sensitive, mm. you know. I remember this man, 80 years old, he had an open-heart surgery. And he was sitting outside, and somebody said, I wanted me to talked to him and he said since I've been operated upon when I go in a house my my body buzz like this so what happens is that sometimes you know when you get operated on or you had too much stress in your life the autonomic nervous system stops functioning properly it goes into parasympathetic mode and what this does is now it's super sensitive to the environment what they found in France, they studied that in, de in detail, and they found that people are electro-hypersensitive, are also sensitive to chemicals, mm -hmm. to uh, flickering lights like neon lights and all of this stuff. It's because the autonomic nervous system is out of whack. Right. These people still need to be grounded, but it's going to be harder for them, you know, because they cannot be exposed to any uh, EMF that normal people, you know, will... Uh, not have a problem with. And I'm talking about EMF of power lines inside a house. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about cell phone and all of this stuff because this is a different category. I'm talking about very low frequencies, like 60 years. I don't know in in Australia, you have six years or 50 years power, the power, uh, electrical power in houses. I'm not sure to be honest. <laughs> I, think, I think we run off, it's 240 volt, but for the actual- 240 volts, I, yes. I don't know, yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter, it's 50 or 60, it's very low, okay? But cell phones is are in the billions and hundreds of billions, you know? Well, that's another story all uh, completely different. Mm -hmm. Earthing helps the repair mechanisms, but does not prevent, you know, those high frequencies from doing something to you. So it's always better. So I don't want, I have actually done a video that is on youtube that talks about uh, i spent a couple an hour or to an hour and a half explaining all of this about the electricity and and and, and the emfs because you know people don't know much about the emf electromagnetic field mm. even electricians that's not their field of doing so you need to talk to about this about uh, you know uh, uh, people who have a degree in electrical engineering mm -hmm. or physicists. And so there's not too many of them. So, uh, but so that's why 
there was so many interest, so much interest in that that I did a video on that. Right. So your your viewers or your people here can can look it up. You know. Yeah, I'll I'll put the link in the um in the notes of the podcast and people can watch that. I think that'd be great. Okay. Yeah. So um, did I answer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you ended it really well. And um, as you, I want to come back to the whole, um, the whole acid um, electron uh, okay. premise you were talking about in just a moment, but I do have one question in regards to like high rise apartments. Cause I actually live in an apartment in the city. How mm. bad is that? Because I'm really far off the ground. So does this effect um, get worse the higher off the ground you get? Um, if you're not grounded, what happens? Now, I'm going back to the earth as a battery, okay? So, and I told you there's an electric field. So what happened is this, is that the surface of the earth is considered to be zero potential by definition, okay? Now, when you go up into the atmosphere, uh, so the electrical potential goes up. Mm-hmm. Like normally it goes up by about 150 volts per meter. I know it seems a lot. It's huge. So a six, you know, a person two meter tall has like 300 volts at the top of their head. And if they're grounded, you know, there's a difference of potential between their feet and their head of 300 volts. So what this does, it'll make some current flow into their bodies. Mm-hmm. But it, it also means that the air at this level is much more positively charged than it is lower. So you, you, you can imagine that if you live it in a 10 stories up, you know, where let's say it's what, three meters times 10, like 30 meters up there. I mean, 30 times 150, you're talking at 4,500 volts. Massive. So the air that you're breathing when you go on your balcony and you're breathing the air when you are at that height, very nice, but you're breathing uh, a lot of positive charges just by doing that. So uh, so that's, that's, that's increased. You know, on top of the fact that processed food is charged positively, contrary to food that you get from the garden that is full of uh, uh, you know, electrons mm-hmm. and will feed you not only of nutrients, but also of energy. So we have all of these things, you know, that are constantly and, you know, uh, trying try, basically making our body more positively charged. So that's why we need to be grounded continuously. Okay. So that or most, but, but a healthy person can maintain, you know, a good health with grounding 30 minutes a day. Um, so I've really got to move out of my apartment then, don't I? If I, <laughs> if I well, want to really achieve good health, I can't be living in this high rise, can I? Well, you can, if you are, have a good grounding system, you know, you can be in a high rise in the, I don't know, fifth, 25th floor mm. and still have a good grounding system. Okay. It's not, not necessarily meaning that, I know the wire is longer, 
but the resistance is so low, that's not a really a problem. So if you have a good grounding system in your apartment in the high rise, you can use it. And if you sleep grounded every night, um, oh, you're not going to have any problem. It's not going to be, you're not going to have uh, challenges. There's some research going on that where um, I researched that problem, you know, years ago, and they found out that people who live in the higher uh, uh, higher apartments in uh, in high rise had poorer health than those who were living closer to the earth. It's interesting. There's some research supporting that, especially uh, problems with the lungs, which is interesting because the more the higher you go, the more uh, positive the air that you breathe is. So uh, positively charged, which is I think interesting. Um, so don't worry if you if you live and you in a, in a in high rise and you have a good grounding system, uh, it's fine. Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, I I was I think I've said before I watched a mo- uh, documentary and it wasn't Kiss the Ground. That's a totally different movie. Um, it was the Earthing movie that I was watching. Yeah, and yeah. In that movie, that was saying, or well, the documentary, <laughs> that was saying that when you're not grounded you get inflammation and the inflammation is the thing that's causing the problem. Um, but I was wondering, is it because you're talking about the buildup of, of the positive charges in the body um, and we get this acidic like effect and we don't have the negatively charged particles, the electrons there to basically act as like a buffer. So are you becoming more acidic when you're not grounded? The tissue is becoming over acidified. It's getting damaged and then it's, producing these inflammatory markers is that inflammation yes it's okay. producing inflammatory markers so what happened let's say that for example let's take our example of the immune system attacking some microbes coming in that you have a wound somewhere and the microbes come in and your immune system attacking them hmm. okay so so they're engulfing them they bringing a lot of uh, you know of acids which are positively charged and uh, so when the job is done these positively charged needs to be neutralized. Mm-hmm. If you lack electrons, they're not going to be neutralized. So what will happen is that they're going to start create damage to the healthy tissue, to the to the cells or surrounding. Now, what these cells do? They send chemical message to the body saying, "Hey, we're attacked. We need more help." So what they do? They send more white blood cells, and now they say, "Oh, these cells are damaged. We're going to engulf them." they start attacking the body. Right. Autoimmune co- condition, you know? Autoimmune conditions. Yeah, That's exactly. That's what happened. So the body at one point said, this is crazy. Why don't I have what it needs? So what they do, they sell a lot of fluid. Let's just, let's, you know, try to dilute, you know, the acidity there. So you have inflammation. And why is it hot? Because there's a lot of activity trying to see, ah, we can do something mm. and at some point when it gets really bad the, the whole body will block the region will kind of uh, a barricade of some sort and will block all of those okay and this is all explained uh by the, uh, the papers you know the commentary papers in the uh, research part of the earthing institute the paper read the papers by jim Oshman. very detailed information on that okay and so the body cannot do anything you know in some people, you know what the body will do? We'll say, okay, this is so bad. Let's say that 
uh, it goes to a region of the body that the body has like a, a vital organ and, and, and all the, they went into it. That's what happened actually to Kent. There was a, a, two, a root canal that when not, lots of infection, it went into his liver and almost destroyed his liver. So what happened when it gets to a vital organ like this, somebody said, nobody thinks, you know, because we have a computer out there <laughs> that's constantly monitoring everything. He said, we've got to take, get rid of that acidity. We need to get electrons from somewhere. So where, where do you think it's going to get the electron? So the body would say, well, sorry, folks, but we have to get it for, from, from a place where we can survive without you guys. So yeah. We're going to take them from the bones. Oh, really? Let's okay. take them from the bones. Right. So the calcium then get in there again. So people start peeing calcium and it gets, you know, it helps with the region with inflammation. But calcium is like a, a major alkaline buffer, isn't it? It is. Yes. So, but what happens is that then you're losing bone mass. So you, you become having osteoporosis. Wow. So, yeah. So do you so, think grounding could, if you're not grounded, this could be contributing significantly to the uh, prevalence of chronic disease and autoimmune disease that we're seeing? Abso- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I just described a mechanism of autoimmune diseases. You yeah. know, the body attack is, there's another aspect to it, is that we are bioelectrical beings. Mm. You know? Every, like your computers, everything to function properly needs a ground, needs a reference point where you said, this is zero voltage. And then it builds up voltage, nine volt battery and all of this stuff and the computer works. What happened if you, if you remove that ground? It doesn't work properly. You know, it's like, I don't know what is what, where the voltage is and everything. And so everything becomes mixed up. That's what happened to the body. Hmm. What the body does initially is, okay, we don't have ground. We're going to create an artificial ground, a virtual ground someplace. Okay. And so we're going to try to do something, but eventually all of this, you know, get mixed up. And you remember that the immune system are positively charged cells. So they are sent up to regions. Like for example, if you have a wound someplace, they're going to be attracted them because they're going to be some activity, electrical activity negatively. The body will try to create something to attract the immune, the immune cells, which is negatively charged. Now, if you get so compromised that the body doesn't know, know which potential is where, they don't know what to attack. So they're going to attack the body. They're going to attack something. Uh, and it depends on the genetic of the person. They might attack, you know, the... Uh, the cells that make insulin or they can attack bones and you have arthritis or they, they will attack something. They can attack thyroid and you have hypothyroidy and all of these Hashimoto disease and all that stuff, mm. or can attack the brain and you get Alzheimer's. And it's, and, 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 and also you have the inflammation that happens. That kid. Inflammation now is known to be, uh, precursor or play a major role in cardiovascular diseases, uh, all autoimmune diseases, including diabetes, Alzheimer's, even autism. Hmm. So imagine you're grounded and you don't have any inflammation. 
you've got to, uh, it's the best in, insurance policy against pain yeah. that you can get. Because most of the debilitating pain is actually inflammatory pain. It's extremely painful, like chronic pain or, you know, acute, you know, pain. They're very, 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 people go crazy with that. But if you have a healing pain, you say you scratch yourself and it's itchy and stuff, you know, but it's bearable. And the, and you sense you're not going to have the same inner feeling of, you know, like, ah, the body, you know, losing faith in recovery and going crazy that you can get with inflammatory pain. So, so it is so important. I'll never stop grounding. And most people who have had major issues, their issues or result will tell you, I'll never go without grounding. I don't want to go through what I, I, I went through. And it's all there. And you know, all of these testimonials of people who said, thank God I got my life back, right? Thank to you, Clint Ober. Mm. I mean, Clint said to me, you know, this is why I'm continuing doing this. He's 77, you know, he could have retired. He had lots of money, yeah. could have retired. But when he sees the amazing um, results that we have and how people regain literally their life, not even able to walk, mm. not able to function normally, it's just so rewarding to be part of this. It's amazing. I mean, we, we want to scream it to the entire world. Please get grounded. It's, it's going to help you so much, you know. Yeah, it's so simple. And I think a lot of people um, don't really give it much credit or thought because it is really simple. And they go, well, well something I know. so simple couldn't be good for me. <laughs> I understand that. I was like that too. It's just so simple. I mean, the doctors would know. I mean, yeah. we are an advanced society. You know, we know all these things. And if there was anything good, simple like that, we don't know. Well, that's the arrogance of modern scientists, <laughs> including <laughs> me, you know, <laughs> that we think like, oh, anything simple I've been discovered 100 years ago or something like that. Not true. Not true. It's a humbling experience. I can tell you that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I know we're, we're moving towards the, the end of the hour now, but um, just from everything that you've been saying, it's been going through my mind does this mean we need to throw away our shoes and our thongs and sandals and things, or are there other like types of shoes that we can get that help us to stay grounded or like, what's your perspective on that whole? My perspective on that is we cannot go back to live like the cave. So that's not an option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't have any mammoth to chase anymore. So, <laughs> so what we have to do is to adapt our living's way of living to being grounded, have, you know, it, the technology already exists to have carpets that are grounded, grounding you all the time. Mm. You, the shoes are coming up. You know, there's some companies that have shoes out there. Clint is coming up with flip-flop. But, uh, you know, there's something called uh, electrostatic discharge industry, ESD. They all have, they all need to be grounded in order, you know, to work with those electric circuits that are very, very tiny and any spark will, you know, destroy them. So you have ESD type shoes and we go into detail into the Earth Institute website. There's so much information. By the way, before we go away, I have another resource that is extremely good that people should, uh, 
there's nothing, you know, you, you just have to participate. They have so much information. It's, it's our Facebook page. Okay. So Earthing Insiders. Right. So the Earthing Insiders Facebook page, you can ask any question you have and you have somebody in there. We have about 5,000 participants now. Wow. You will find somebody there who said, oh, yeah, I went through this and I tell you what happened to me. Da, 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 da. It's very helpful. People find that very helpful because a lot of people have doubts because especially people who have more problems, they think, oh, I'm going worse. What happens to me? They, they're kind of like, but somebody who has the same problem said, no, 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 it happens to me. Here's what you do. You ground less, you start slowly and build up. There's ways to get around you know, all of these detox problems and things. So I just wow. want to make sure that this is on the record because it's a very helpful tool. Thank you. And I'll put the links to all of the, the Facebook page, the website, um, and the book. Maybe is that like available through the website as well or Amazon or where, where can people get access? Amazon. To that? Amazon. Okay. The best, the easiest way is Amazon. Brilliant. Yeah. I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. And uh, yeah, I do encourage people to have a look at it. I'm going to look at that book because I'm really interested in this topic. I think there's something that we're missing in yes. regards to how bad the health in the particularly the west is getting and i yeah. think that this plays a really big role because we're looking at all the other things like good nutrition and exercise and working with our mind but the whole grounding thing isn't still really spoken about very much by the mainstream and i think that we need to uh make people more aware of it yeah and all the other methods does not replace that just like you can do anything you want. If you don't have vitamin D, you're going to have deficiency. You're going to have some problems. And you can do anything you want, meditation and all that stuff. You need vitamin D. Mm. And you need vitamin G. You need... <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love it. We don't want to be vitamin G deficient. <laughs> Dr. Chevalier, um, I was just going to ask you, is there any final comments or thoughts or things that you wanted to share that you didn't get an opportunity to um, talk about today? You shared so much incredible information. I'm so grateful. Yeah, I did my best to share. There's so much more information. My I would like to encourage people, you know, to go to the Earthing Institute website, to be part of the our Facebook uh, Earthing Insiders and get involved in it doesn't cost a dime. Just try to go barefoot outside. Do it regularly if you want to see results. And summer is coming up here, at least for us in the Northern Hemisphere. If for you, you're going towards winter. But, uh, but in any case, you know, um, try to get grounded, you know, and, and see what happens. And if you have any issues, uh, best ways to go to Earthing Insiders and, and uh, just ask your questions. It's a very open forum. People are friendly. We just want to help each other. You know? That's wonderful. Thank you so much for giving your time today and coming to speak with me. I've learned so much and you've really inspired me to look more into the topic. And yeah, I'll uh, definitely stay in contact with you because there's so much more that I wanted to talk about. I didn't get an opportunity to because the time went by so quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. So anyway, yeah. it's my pleasure. As you can see, I'm not only a believer, you know, I've been doing that for like 20, almost 20 years now. Wow. And I'm not going to planning to stop anytime because it's so rewarding. So rewarding. Dr. Chevalier, thank you so much once again. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it too. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. 
The ideas discussed on this podcast do not replace the advice of your primary healthcare professional. If you have any questions or comments, head on over to humanly.com forward slash podcast and join the discussion. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Until next time.